Welcome, everyone, to the Bold Speak Podcast. I'm Anthony Creedon. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to dig deeper into the idea of defending hope by taking a look at what hope is and why we should defend hope to a world that might not understand it. And on The Wire, my special guest Ashley and I are going to discuss the phenomenon that is Bernie Sanders memes and how they're a welcome break from political rhetoric. All that headed your way as we give them the bold speak. everyone and welcome to the bold speak podcast glad you could join us as we continue this discussion on defending hope and in this episode we're going to talk about what hope is and, and have a conversation about um, how we understand hope and then and why we should even approach defending it uh, what exactly is peter calling us to uh, in that defense of hope and, and how does that work um, i am joined once again by my lovely wife ashley hello ashley hello and uh, Ashley is really a, a big part of this, I think, in particular for this podcast, because we're going to get into a lot of the psychology of hope. And, and Ashley is a, a psychology major um, and, and someone who's you know researched and, and looked at kind of how the mind works around some of these things. Um, you're going to be a, a very helpful in helping us sort of understand and frame the discussion uh, in particular about what hope is, which I think is a, a very important conversation uh, as we enter into this. Uh, so before we get too far, I want to make sure that we're uh, focusing on these passages that are going to be very influential for us. And in particular, um, what we're dealing with and, and going to repeat back on is this idea of defending hope that's found in 1 Peter 3, verse 15. And verse 15 is, is where Peter says this. Again, this is the English Standard Version of the Bible. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that is within you. Um, so, right, and, and the, the calling that, that Peter is giving to us is to be ready to defend this spiritual or kind of unique hope that we have as Christians. And and so the first question that I think really needs to be addressed is, is, is what is hope? What, what do we think of when it comes to hope you know i think i think that's a a difficult one to define up front okay um because i feel like in you know in in this covid world and in the situation that we're in right now politically and you know with with everything going on i think it it feels difficult it feels like something that's difficult to obtain okay yeah you know, I think we, I think the world's definition versus the Christian's definition yeah. are, are two very different things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, hope, a hope that's within us, a hope that we base on, you know, our, our faith in Jesus Christ versus a hope on something external. Mm -hmm. um, I think those are two very different things. You know, we can, we can say I'm, I'm hopeful for, I'm hopeful that this vaccine that has come out for COVID is gonna change the world right you right. know but but tomorrow the the vaccine could go away it could right you know i i don't know the the vaccine could disappear the vaccine could prove to not work people could get COVID anyway and then what right where's your hope at gone? that point yeah, yeah yeah right it's it's disappeared but but i think you know biblically hope is something that is supposed to endure it's something that's part of our character it's something that 
you know, is within us because we're hoping in Jesus. Right. Um, hoping in something, something bigger. And, and that's, right. that's, I think, a, a very important distinction to make when, when we're looking at the kind of hope that Peter is asking us to defend and hold on to. You know, there is this, you know, internal, enduring, long lasting, beyond ourselves hope. Mm-hmm. And then there is this external, momentary um, reality of hope that that kind of is like an injection mm-hmm. of hope, but then right. it, it, it sort temporary. of yeah, it's temporary. It sort of wears away, and and I don't think that that external momentary hope is is what Peter is calling us to defend, right. you know, nor Paul, and and nor what we're going to get into. Um, what Dr. Snyder, who is, you know, the kind of mm-hmm. preeminent psychologist on this stuff, what he's talking about either. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I don't I don't really know what the word for that is. Right. Well, I think it's I think it's just. Maybe it's that the world doesn't know hope. So, right. that, you know, they're looking to define it in many different ways. Same with love. Same with, you know, sure. I love tacos right, 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 right. <laughs> but that's not the same as god's love that's not the same as you know i mean we we make different distinctions and different sure. definitions for the same word in so many different contexts right right no, that's, you know that's, and especially right. in ways when we're not we're not connected to for people who are not connected to jesus you know Right. The world doesn't know true love. The world right. doesn't know what love is, what that looks like. Right. Apart from Jesus. So right. we say stupid stuff like I love tacos and I right, love right, sandwiches right. and you know whatever. It's all about food right now. <laughs> I'm pregnant, guys. Right. I'm starving all the time. So, right. Hungry all the time. So all of our analogies in this episode will be about food because that is what's top of mind right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, you're right. I, I yeah, I, I think you know definitions on these things and the ways that we think about them have to be couched within a, a, a context of right. you know, are you tied to a relationship to God that that shows you the 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 truth of these things, mm-hmm. or if you're not connected to God in that relationship, right? Something else has sort of filled that void, and and now you right. think about these things differently. And hope is one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, An enduring hope versus just you know your your surf level hope in a thing right because you know when you have that external hope you know like you said if if we found out tomorrow that the vaccine wasn't as effective as we thought it was or, or turned us all into zombies or right something like that then then yeah immediately that that hope fades because it was tied to the the, the specific context of something outside of us um that is temporary and fleeting whereas you know, enduring hope is rooted in, you know, what God does in relationship to us. And, and God is enduring, right? right? God mm-hmm. lasts. So that's that's a very, very helpful distinction uh, to make here. Um, now, you know, as we've been talking about hope and, and we'll continue to have this conversation for several episodes about what hope is, um, you know, first Peter helps us to understand that we should be defending this, you know, reality of hope. But I, I think the the most clear picture of how hope works, or at least what hope does, is is in Romans five. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first five verses of Romans five, uh, Paul sets up for us, you know, what hope is and and, and how it operates. And so, it, to get a context for this, we're going to go through Romans chapter five um, and, and and take a look at how Paul explains uh, our hope to work. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. All right, so, you know, as we continue this conversation about hope, what is what is Paul contributing to our conversation here, and, and, and how is Paul defining hope? How, how do you think suffering, endurance, and character contribute to hope? Um, you know, I, I, I think it's a, a pretty clear, somewhat abstract progression, you know, sure. of um, I- events, if you will. Um, you know, we're in a moment of suffering, when we reach the other side and there's, you know, after enduring through that suffering, we see the endurance, we see the pathways that we took in order to get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it does produce character. It does right. produce hope. Right. You know, it's thinking of thinking back on, you know, on times that I've suffered on times that I've um, had those moments when I get out to the other side, it's, it's inspiring. It's exciting. Right. It's, it's, hopeful right you know and and i feel ready to take on the next challenge the next suffering the next you know whatever that looks like right right um so i can see how in progression those things it makes sense right Right. Mm -hmm. it's it it works um i do think it's important for hope to to specifically have all three of those aspects though right right you know like a tripod can't stand on on two legs it'll it'll fall over if we have suffering without endurance you know, or clear markers of endurance. And right. it feels like we're just sitting in suffering. It's so easy to tap out. You yeah. know, it's so easy yep. to just get tired and give up and feel like, well, what, what am I doing? Right. Well, and that, and there's, I think, your your distinction between the, the, the secular kind of view and, and mm-hmm. the biblical kind of Christian view. Because, yeah, you know, when you're looking at the, the, the ways that you're suffering and, and, right, and, and hope and suffering sort of are, are tandem, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they kind of go together insofar as, you know, when you're suffering, you're looking for hope. Right, um, right. You know, so, you know, when you're in the midst of that suffering, if, if there is nothing beyond you, if, if you don't see a way out, if there's, um, you know, if, if it's just you sitting mm-hmm. there in the mud by yourself, mm-hmm. then, yeah, it, it really feels hopeless and, right, and at that right. point you're tempted to give up and, and yeah what's what's the purpose of enduring um you know where, where, where is that getting you what are you gaining right. um well and at the same time like how, how do i know that i am enduring right what does that right. what does that look like you know how do i if there's no clear markers of what endurance looks like Right. Where am I going? Uh, right. What, just, what right. in the heck am I doing? Right. It just looks like day after day after day of suffering and, right. and, and exactly. no end. And there's there's no mm-hmm. light at the end of the tunnel and, and, right. and, you know, things like that. But which is why I say that this is uh, in some ways a little bit abstract right. as far as right. like, what does this look like? What specifically what are markers of endurance? I, I don't know. <laughs> right. 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 But but the, the Christian approaches it from the perspective of, you know, I'm enduring knowing that there is something beyond me bigger than me that mm-hmm. is actually you know actually actively at work mm-hmm. um to to see me through these things and so the, you know our endurance is as much reliance on god as it is our ability to to see or not see markers right, um, right. you know because there's a a trust and and that's where kind of the the faith jumps in mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but that that enduring faith that says i know god is at work that's what produces Christian character. Right. Because then, 
you're saying there is something beyond me that I am attributing to my success mm-hmm. um, or my getting through this or overcoming this particular thing. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of character um, a- a- allows you to get through any future sufferings or, or different sufferings that may occur in your life right. because there's a level of trust there. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, this is where but I there's think there's still action on our part too. Absolutely. That, absolutely. Know, if, if we don't know the right action or, or whatever that looks like, it, it's hard to decide, hard to tell if, right. if we're enduring or not. Right. right. No, you're absolutely right. Knowing well, that God is working. Right. Well, and that's, you know, that's a great segue to, I, I think, one of the things that we want to bring out in this. And, and that's if, you've, if you had a chance to read um, the blog article that we put out earlier this week um, that that talks about um, Dr. Charles Snyder's uh, kind of ideas around hope. And, and he mm-hmm. is the, the preeminent psychologist on this. He's the guy that a lot of people, you know, uh, Brené Brown has referenced him several times that a lot of what she does in regards to hope, mm-hmm. um, because he's he's kind of the guy when it comes to hope and right. and in the blog article which you can find uh, on our website www.theboldspeak.com forward slash blog um, you can read about this and, and he breaks hope down into kind of three components that I think actually line up very well with what Paul has been discussing sure. in, mm-hmm. in Romans 5 so um, you, you're you're the, the big psychology person you know a lot more about this than I do so I'm going to let you kind of go through um, some of those things and, and how does Snyder describe hope and and kind of what are your thoughts on it yeah i think you know going into this i think it's it kind of brings a little bit more if you take what paul is saying knowing that our hope comes from jesus right and then apply it to paul's i think or excuse me apply it to snyder's view on on hope i think it really adds meat to the bones there it really helps us to kind of articulate and sure. and go forward with with what endurance means right right which i think um, we're we're finding is that's kind of a critical uh, yeah. piece of this puzzle is, yeah. is the endurance part because i think a lot of people get caught up there right and so snyder has three different key components to hope saying um the first one is goals second one is pathways and the third is agencies hmm. so goals a belief and knowledge of where we want to go um, that's that's important. It it helps us to you know even just in little steps of okay my my goal here I don't see any other way to go but a goal here is this little step and right. once I attain that then I'll figure out the next thing and the next right. thing and the next thing and I I think having these little goals is so important to knowing you know that that we're taking action too right you know god is working on our behalf of course always um god does expect action of us sometimes too though you know so so those little goals are helpful in knowing like okay i'm doing what i see is best to be doing right now right well and that's that's a great point at the outset here is to you know, make sure we understand that, you know, in the midst of our sufferings and things like that, I think sometimes we can get caught in that, um, you know, forgetting that God is an active God, right? right. It's, you know, enduring suffering does not mean just sitting there and waiting for things to change. <laughs> right, right, right. God, by his spirit, is moving in us and will mm-hmm. present us with opportunities to move forward right. and to you know, uh, it's a both and yeah, to get to those goals. So mm-hmm. yeah, excellent. Yeah. It's, it's a both and definitely. Yeah. I, I think, you know, years ago when, when you and I were talking about 
sufferings and, and things that we were going through, um, one of the things that we kind of had as our, our mantra and, and still do is right. do the next right thing. Right. And I think knowing that, hearing that, living by that changed the way that I do hard things. Right. You know, it, it's it's overwhelming and, and I struggle with anxiety sometimes and it, that makes it even more overwhelming, you know, right, in, right. in moments of suffering, in moments of like, holy crap, I have no idea right. what to do, what this looks like. You know, my mind is going in a thousand different directions. Right, just feels too 999 big. of them yep. probably are lies. Right, you right, know, right. So like, I, I've got nothing. I don't know how to untangle this mess. Find one thing. Right. Just do the next right thing. Right. And that changed the way that I, like I said, changed the way that I do hard things. Right. It, right. it, it helps. It's to have those little goals. Right. So I think Snyder's first step here is is spot on to articulating that endurance right yeah it's it's unbelievable to me you know how many times we just sort of sat there you know thinking uh between the two of us like what i I don't even know where this goes next Mm -hmm, and and mm -hmm. you know and we literally would say out loud just do the next right thing just do the next right thing and and yeah you're right that that mantra has been very helpful to us maybe it'll be helpful to to you guys as well um but yeah that was that was critical Mm -hmm. so snyder's next component is pathways um Mm. we know how to achieve the goals we set even in the face of struggle to achieve them so it it sets these pathways it helps us to to recognize that okay cool i got i got one step into this i got a little bit farther there's a way through yeah Mm mm-hmm and then agency, we are confident in our ability to achieve those goals and believe in ourselves and our abilities. So, uh, eh, you know, in in that sense, that's kind of where Snyder takes it to a, a bit more worldly of a sense in, sure. in regard to uh, our capacity. The to, hope is in ourselves. Yeah, right, right. Yep. In that sense. Yep. Um, you know, again, if we combine Paul's. Paul's example and Snyder's example, I think, you know, our agency is our, our hope is in God. Our hope right. is in in his ability to help us to endure, in his ability to change our character, to right. to, to help us to grow, to help us to achieve those things, to right. endure suffering. Yeah, the, you know, the one who has overcome all things will help us overcome. And, right. and mm-hmm. believing that and trusting right. in that as we mm-hmm. go forward is is critical. And knowing, yeah, cool, I've I've reached these goals. I've I've done the next right thing, but, but it was God that was helping me right, to do the next right, right thing. It right, was right. God that was helping me to find the next right thing. Right. The next um, right thing itself was defined by God as to what is the right thing to right. begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and so in taking these and, and, and looking at what Snyder said, let's, let's connect some of the dots here because I, I think what, what Paul has said in Romans, what Snyder has said here. I think they, they, they connect and they fit pretty well, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Right. So the, the, the suffering, you know, when you're suffering, you, you know, there's a goal that, that you want to achieve, if you will. Right. right? Like, the, you know, if, if I'm if I'm dealing with, um, you know, suffering from a, a personal hardship or a broken relationship, mm-hmm. I need to repair that relationship. Like, that's the goal. Right. 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 Even if you can't see the way through it. You know, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then you look at the, the the pathways, which is, you know, as we've talked about, that that endurance. It's, it's not just sitting in it, mm-hmm. um, but rather saying I'm going to endure through these 
you know, steps. I'm going to endure through the, 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 the pathways, the moments that, that I need to, right. to get to, to get to my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then finally looking at the agency, you know, and as you so well pointed out that agency, which is, you know, for the Christian, a confidence in God, mm-hmm. but that's what produces that character. So right. you can, it almost feels like you can literally lay these on top of each other. Yeah. Um, and, well, and, and, I, and the two combined get us to where we need to go. Yeah, absolutely. I, it, to me, it, it kind of makes me think of, um, so I'm a writer, so I, I like to outline my thoughts sure. a little bit beforehand. And it, it makes me think of an outline, you know, and, right. and I don't write them to the extent that I had to, you know, we all had to do outlines in high school, <laughs> right, 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 you know, right. like outline your entire essay before you but man right. i loved to do that <laughs> you're a nerd <laughs> i know i know i loved it though it just you know so you you have the main points you have the sub points the right. main points are kind of the overarching theme of that particular paragraph or right. in in for sake of argument here that particular moment right you know and then the sub points are are a better way to articulate that and right. all of the the meat on the bones. And so it feels to me like Paul's examples and Snyder's examples, Paul's are the main points. Snyder's are kind of the sub points the to like get sure. you there. Right. You know, these are the, this is the meat on the bones of right. what it looks like to suffer, what it looks like to endure, what it looks like to, to move forward. And once you have that plan and that direction and that outline, right. It, it helps you to move forward. Yeah. You know, I, just like when you write an outline, I, I'd write an outline in high school and then my essay would be done in like 15 minutes. Right. Because it, it gives you a clear path forward. Right. You it, know, so it combining these two people's thoughts, I think just really, I think it hits the nail on the head. Right. It's, it's a perfectly succinct way to understand what hope is and, and how we get hope mm-hmm. right so you know I, I i i i think if we can focus on these things you know especially as we move forward with this podcast and you know when we're talking about hope kind of keeping you know snyder's ideas and, and mm-hmm. we you know we talk about this in other places too um you know and 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 we'll be having this discussion uh going forward about understanding what hope is if we keep these two things in mind I think we're really going to be set up well to understand the kind of hope that we are called to right. and then what specifically, you know, we're defending and, and that's how to go about uh, that. hope Exactly. And I, and I think that's the, you know, that's the, that's where we need to kind of get with this and in, in understanding, you know, so uh, what does this look like? Right. You know, I mean, let's put kind of rubber to the road here and, and, and looking at hope. What does it even look like? to defend the kind of hope, you know, that, that Paul, that Peter, that, that's uh, Snyder in, in some ways is, mm-hmm. is calling us to. Right. Yeah. I think obtaining hope, you know, as a, as a part of you, as a character trait, as something that's, you know, enduring. Right. It, it gives us confident affirmation that God is faithful, that God right. works, that God is active in our lives. Right. Um, which is going to cause people to sort of look at us and 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 go, uh, how does that how does that work? Right, right. Right. Because you know you you have these situations or you know tragedies or things. You know, let's let's just use you know COVID as as an mm-hmm. example here. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a world that's looking at the the global pandemic that is COVID nineteen, and in in many places saying this seems to be going on forever. Right. There seems to be no end. Um, and then, you know, they start to lose hope mm-hmm. when when the Christian church 
comes to the same scenario, right, and looks at COVID-19 and says, no, we, we, we definitely have hope. You know, there's 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 hope in, in God. There's hope in, in what he's teaching us through this. There's hope in, in you know, the, the ways that we're finding to communicate and mm-hmm. connect. That's a different kind of hope that now makes the world go, what? what? <laughs> yeah, what, what is that? How, how are you so hopeful in the right. midst of all mm-hmm. this? And you know, and then we're, it's a confident expectation, right? That the world doesn't have, right? And and that's that's where I think the distinction comes in because mm-hmm. now we start to talk about well, because you know we believe in something bigger than ourselves, and you know you said it earlier. That's where we start to di- diverge from from Snyder because the agency for us is found to a degree in what God has gifted us with, right? How God right. has gifted us. Um, in the opportunities he presents to us, but ultimately relies on something bigger than us right. to say mm-hmm. that's how we're going to get through. And and that is just a foreign concept to a world that doesn't have a relationship with God. Right. Um, it's just something they, they don't understand. And, and I do think in many respects and in many ways, um, those who don't have that relationship with God are filling that void with something else. Right. Mm hmm. Looking for any anything and everything that could possibly, right? You know, replace them. Hope for the week, even for the day, for the moment. Exactly. Now, that being said, what are your thoughts on this? Because I, I, I really genuinely believe that one of the major things that's starting to take over and replace God there is is politics. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you know because politics, much like religion is sort of an overarching idea of how we as humanity are organized and how we operate and 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 what's best for general humanity and so i think as as god in in secular mindsets is sort of going away politics is coming in to 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 fill that void mm-hmm. um and, and i think what we're seeing with politics kind of coming in to fill that void is people are getting very, very passionate about politics right? to the neglect of, uh, you know, maybe some of the greater principles in particular um, ideas of, of love and compassion and, and things like that right. um, as, as kind of, we get more and more hopeless because politics can't fill that void. Right. 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 Um, Temporarily, maybe, right. you know, and, and going off of the, the external temporary definition of uh, I'm doing air hope. quotes in this moment. Uh, <laughs> hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, we get lost. you know, the, the old adage of you, you can't see the forest for the trees. Um, you know, I, I think we can get sort of lost in those temporary mm-hmm. um, external hope moments that mm-hmm. you, you can't see the bigger picture and the larger hope that we're called to. Right. And when you start to look for that, with God, you mm-hmm. see God. When you start to look with that without God, I feel like you're starting to see politics. Right. You see your your candidate and the opposing candidate. Right. But, you know, and, and I think that a lot of people put a lot of stock into what their their particular candidate can do and, and sure. their particular person is planning to do or right. says he's going to do or whatever. Um, and that takes over the agency. Component. It does. It does. Yep. You know, can my candidate get it done for me? Exactly. Yeah. Without recognizing, you know, regardless of whoever is elected, God is still God. Right. You know, and and I feel like there was even throughout this election, there was pushback to to people saying that, too. You know, God is still God. Yeah. But 
will this candidate love the people more or <laughs> right, this candidate right. or whatever? Right. Okay. You know, <laughs> right. Sh- sure. <laughs> right. There are different candidates will do different things. We'll do, you know, some are right in some ways, some are right in other ways, you know, whatever. But, but God is still God. God is still right. in control. This country is ultimately, yeah, maybe going to change depending on the candidate that comes in. But, but God is still God. Right. God's not getting voted out anytime right. soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's enduring. And, and, and so I think that's, you know, that's a big distinction there when we're looking at the kind of enduring hope, that kind of enduring hope that we're called to can only be found in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is why I feel like there's this sense of be ready. You know what Peter's saying, be ready to defend that. Right. Because it's, it's not found anywhere else. Mm-hmm. They're going to notice that. And when they ask about it, be ready to tell them why. Right. And how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, that's, and recognizing, too, that in some ways, in some ways, the defense is just the hope right. <laughs> that we have. You right. know, it's sometimes the hope defines the hope. Right. We look, <laughs> right. We look yeah. different because we're hopeful. We, we act different. We have joy. We have you know, genuine love in our lives. You know, it's, right. it's different. It looks different, whatever that may be, but it looks different. And people recognize that. Right. And that's, and that's where the apologetics, as you know, we've been talking about apologetics. That's where the apologetic changes because mm-hmm. no one is asking, you know, or at least no one is, is compelled to pursue further, you know, how it is that you're able to articulate the nature of the universe in regard to God's right. existence. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not what's drawing their attention. Right. Um, because your ability to, to, you know, use rhetoric to explain scientific phenomenon, you know, from a Christian perspective versus a secular perspective, that's not what strikes people. Mm-hmm. What's striking people is this radical hope that we have in something beyond us that allows us to endure mm-hmm. and changes our character. And, and what is that and how does that work? And then, yeah, that's that's exactly it. I think it's that hope itself that sort of is a bit self-defining right. and, and makes people stop and go, that's uh, at least something I want to learn about. You hope at most something I want. Right. And then that opens opens doors and opportunities. Right. Um. Yeah, good, uh, good stuff. And, and, you know, hopefully this gives you guys a, a bit of a context and understanding of, of where we're going with this as we continue to have this conversation about hope and, and um, kind of how it plays itself out in, in our apologetics, but overall, I think, in, in Christian life. So um, thank you, Ashley, for joining us for this Absolutely. and appreciate very much appreciate your input. Um, so stay with us. Make sure you like, subscribe, um, and, and stay connected to the podcast as we continue to go through this series and, and hopefully give you a, a few more insights and understandings of, of how hope works. All right. Uh, so now coming up, we're going to do uh, have a little bit of a conversation about this phenomenon that is the Bernie Sanders meme and and, and how he is making his way um, a- across the Internet and, and has even used it um, to raise funds to, to support charities. But um, this phenomenon, I think, is, is bigger than just a funny little meme. And, and we're going to talk about that on this edition of The Wire. 
Okay, so uh, as of late, Bernie Sanders has made his way across the internet, and and it feels like in every way, shape, and form, um, it, people are are quite creative and have been quite creative mm-hmm. um, with Bernie Sanders. If if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, um, you know, once you shake off the, the cryo freeze that you've been in or the rock <laughs> that you've been under, um, so Bernie Sanders and and you know during the inauguration just had this moment where. He looked bored out of his mind, um, but is just sitting there sort of observing and, and watching the inauguration. And so this picture of him, he's been cut out and put everywhere. And some of these are, are fantastic. Um, you could probably go all day looking at these memes. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I want to talk about and what I think is fascinating, and I've, I've read a couple of things on this, is the the overall um, psychology behind the Bernie Sanders meme. We have spent... Four years, and 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 let's be honest, more than that, with right. with a lot of politically charged memes, not being aimed at anything other than to show one side or the other that um, they're wrong, right? Or to kind of make fun of a candidate or a position in one way or another. This is just pure fun, right? Like th- this is just, and it almost is like an an exhale from the tension around political memes and political yeah, discourse sure. because we've just been able to be like, that's, that's just funny. Right. right. It's just, I don't care what side of the political spectrum you fall on. It's just funny. And, right. and, and we've really enjoyed this and, and just your thoughts. What, what, what's your, what's your take on this? Um, what have you, what have you seen? I mean, you see stuff in, in both directions of right, people right, right. loving it, hating it, thinking it's funny, thinking it's not funny. I think it's I think it's hilarious. Right. I, I think it's a, a a breath of fresh air in regards to political memes. Right. Um, you know, it's it's not. I guess it's kind of making fun of Bernie, but it's it's not making fun of anybody in a, a hateful way, necessarily. Right. It's it's. Just yeah, you it's caught just him at a weird moment. Pure like, fun, right? right. Well, yeah. and Bernie again. Bernie's embraced this, right? Bernie has been doing like he he made a whole line of swag, right, to sell <laughs> to then take all those profits and donate them to charity. I mean, he's raised millions, right? Yeah, putting himself on sweatshirts and right. and gloves and right. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he sells the mittens. I'm pretty sure he's selling. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, all, all kinds of stuff, and right. he's raised, uh, I think, over two million dollars now insane. to donate to charity, specifically just capitalizing on right and, and this yeah moment, this and situation. It's, and it's such a great moment of whatever you think of Bernie Sanders, right, mm-hmm. as a political candidate, as whatever. You, you gotta applaud the guy for just owning what it. What a good sport, yeah, right? Just right? And owning like, it and being like, yeah, I, I, I kind of looked like I was bored out of my mind there, and it's kind of funny, but, you know, he just embraced using it. using this, so I'm going to, too, right. but I'm going to use it for good. Right, and might as well take it and, and, and benefit people through it and, and, mm-hmm. and whatever. So um, it, it really has been a, a breath of fresh air on the political spectrum mm-hmm. to just have a moment where we can all just kind of chuckle um, and laugh. I mean, I, I know when this whole first started we sat there for like an hour one night <laughs> flipping through these memes like crying right. we were laughing so hard at, at, at some people's just at, some people have just been quite clever right um putting them in all sorts of scenarios so 
Um, you know, if you have a few minutes and you want a good laugh, you know, find some of these Bernie memes. I think there's a whole website now, isn't there, where you can like plop Bernie Probably, into like yeah. your own home photos and whatever. Right. It's yeah. it's it's kind of out of control, but in a good way. Um, take some time, just just laugh a little bit. I think mm-hmm. we all kind of could use that uh, that exhale, um, especially in the political stage. So yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, so take a look at those. Um, hopefully, you get a good laugh. And uh, we can all kind of get through um, the next four years, maybe with a little bit more lightheartedness. Right. Um, At least that's the hope. That's going to do it for this episode of the Bold Speak podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Make sure you connect with us online, social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at forward slash the Bold Speak. Catch us on our website at www.theboldspeak.com. And make sure you like, share, and subscribe to all our media outlets so you can stay up to date on the latest from Bold Speak Ministries. Until next time, everyone, have a great one and keep giving them the Bold Speak. Bold Speak.